I know that you've heard that blacks can't swim. Is that the reality or is it a myth? And how does this all connect with environmental health, beaches, and pools? We're going to dig into this and a lot of other things on this episode of Soul Power. What happens when you run trending news through a blender with the ingredients of hood health, inner city enlightenment, and black presence? You get a nice plate of solutions. Welcome to the light side of the sun, where I've got something to say. Welcome to Soul Power. Welcome to another episode of Soul Power. Once again, that intro was Eminent Antiquity by my man um, Almighty Comment Allah um, out of uh, New York. You know, you can find that cut saved on the SoundCloud page for Soul Power. It's under the favorites. You know what I'm saying? So check it out. Check out his other things. He's from New Underground Flavor. Flavor with F-L-A-V-A. That's the theme. That's the theme for Soul Power because it's banging. Um, thank you for you know being patient and um, being um, you know just waiting for us to come back with Soul Power. We've been going through some technical difficulties and we're still actually growing and developing each and every day. So thank you for hanging out for the ride. Um, this episode, what we're going to do, we're going into that myth or reality of I'm sure you've heard that black people can't swim. But I'm gonna tell you straight off the back, I can't swim. Now, my sister and my brother can swim. You know, they had the little YMCA courses when we were little and stuff. I just never learned how to swim. I'm actually, it's actually on my to-do list, billion and one different things. Yeah, I'm one of those black people who can't swim. You know, and it's like I said, it's not because of my family situation. Because like I said, my brother and sister can swim. My mother could swim. My father was in the Navy. He could swim. I just chose the short straw. Yet, it's definitely... Um, a saying that is actually very prominent in the black community and around the black community that black people can't swim. And so what we need to do, we need to trace back, you know, the foundation to where this all starts to spring from. Because if you look at, you know, black people in America and they're historically of African descent, you know, a lot of the uh, nations that they were descended from, there is no evidence of there being, you know, a big element of them not being able to swim. In fact, many of the nations that blacks um, are descended from from Africa are actually river-going, you know, societies and stuff. So swimming is just second nature, you know. What we have to start to look at, we have to come and look at the Americas and look right after the Emancipation Proclamation, right after the end of the Civil War. What people don't understand Many times that after the Civil War, blacks, their economic strength was growing at a phenomenal rate. This was the era where black colleges were being founded, black towns were being founded. All this was being founded in many cases without the assistance or help of so-called white America. Because blacks were part of the infrastructure of America. And they were the ones who had these particular skill sets. And so, once these skill sets weren't in servitude to the, the, um, the white majority in America, they put it to their own use. So, once the Emancipation Proclamation came and the Reformation came, blacks owned property, 
We're talking about like around 15 million acres in the former slaveholding states. And much of that property was along the coast. You know, these the because the coast are the geographic, you know, the margins, you know, of an area. So see, whites weren't really hanging out on the coast. Because that was basically seen to be undesirable land. It wasn't really land where you could farm hardcore at. And depending on where you were along the coast, it wasn't really land that you could utilize uh, for merchant. You know what I'm saying? From For merchant um, exchange. Unless you had a big strong port. So this was, understand, this was undesirable land along the coast. Yet, what happened was, is that we go move forward in time, move forward in time. And it's interesting because I saw mad pictures of my aunts on my mother's side at beaches and stuff when they were younger. And this was like the early 50s. All right. And there were only black people on these places. I couldn't figure out. I was like, yo, there was mad black beaches. Yeah, there were. Now, what what happened, though, is something that actually ties into hood health. You know, our toxic streets, our environmentalism. You know, the Army Corps of Engineers in America decided that they were going to transform or convert these coastlines into flood protection zones and beaches. Flood protection zones. Stay with me. So what happened is they created these beaches that we're familiar with nowadays. All right. They dumped. Millions and millions of uh, yards of sand in places like along the Mississippi to create, you know, man-made beaches. Man-made beaches, all right? Yet, once again, when they started to set up these man-made beaches, they were like, oh, this is kind of, you know, this is kind of looking good. They then started to restrict access. So, this is when out-of-town city folks... You know, this is also during the white flight from the from the cities. All right, out of town city folks would start to get, to come away to these beaches to escape people of color, original people, global majority in the inner city. They didn't want to see them at the beach either, so they started to restrict them from these beaches, and so they uh, they effectively removed these black landowners from their homes because. The, the Army Corps of Engineers basically took this land through government eminent domain. So these are blacks who own land along the coast, had it taken away, transformed into beaches, luxury beaches, and then restricted access to them. So they, they just came with a double whammy. Now, this happened at, 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 a, at a very uh, high pace, which was this privatization and commercialization of, of the beaches. You know, and, um, you know, W.E.B. Du Bois talked about, you know, the, the color problem of the summer. And part of that, you know, filtered into what the Park Service was ignoring, which was, like I said, pushing, you know, blacks, landowners in a segregated, polluted nooks. You know, along the shoreline. All right. So we were not just pushed off of these these um, these shoreline areas. We were also pushed into areas along the shoreline um, that were polluted or very very undesirable. Yeah. Now, 
The other problem with this is that this was destroying the land. And if you know anything about the, the biosystems and everything, you know, displacing uh, bayous and, and different um, levels of, 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 of nature and self-organizing systems along the coast, dumping sand and stuff was destroying the whole ecosystem. You know, so you had you had these double you had this double whammy happening. You, know, you were destroying the ecosystem while at the same time pushing blacks into the least desirable part of an ecosystem, which is the same thing that was happening in the inner city in terms of you know segregating and and and, and um, limiting blacks to the ghettos and the different um, detrimental parts of the inner city. So, you know, so once again, this is the framework that the foundation that we're going to lay to let you see where this whole myth of blacks being not able to swim arose from. All right. So remember, once again, you know, we had land along the coast was taken away from us, pushed to less affluent and less efficient areas. Remember that. So when we come back, you'll be able to, to see where I'm going with this. All right.
peace. Welcome back. This is part two of, you know, the whole expose about whether blacks know how to swim or not. Uh, what you heard in the interlude was uh, a piece by my sister, Black Page, also known as Umi Sedan. A perfect Saturday. You know, I changed it up a little bit. Once you know that, you know, if you're a singer, we got a spot for you also, not just MC. So I hope you enjoy that cut. Once again, anything that you hear on Soul Power, you can find on the Soul Power SoundCloud page. It'll be liked, and so you can see the progression of different songs that have found a place on the show. So we're going to get back to our topic right now in terms of Ken Black Swim. Once again, I remind you, I can't swim. I want to learn how to. Yep. Is that really part of the myth? Am I part of, you know, the statistics? Is it even really real? In the 1930s in New Orleans, uh, the, the city started draining swamps around, around um, Lake. I'm going to mess up the pronunciation of this, so just bear with me. Pontchartrain? Yeah, that looks kind of right. I probably like remix that junk into some other type of language. Um, but what they ended up doing is they created, you know, a white-only beach. That's what their their intent was, and that's what they did. Uh, blacks protested because there there wasn't no place for them to legally and safely swim. Listen to that combination. There was no place for blacks to legally and safely swim. So the city considered making a black-only beach uh, in a portion of the lakeshore called Seabrook. Which it's now listen, which is where the industrial canal spills into the lakes. That means where all of the runoff of the factories pour into the lakes, they were considering considering making that, you know, a black only beach. But guess what? The white own um, homeowners didn't even want to give up that. Now, ain't that some shit? They didn't even want us to swim in basically freaking industrial sewage because they just didn't want us nearby so you know they kept you know they always use the same argument if there's blacks around you know our, our property values will go down blase 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 blah so and, and and by the way this draining of this swamp would have later hood health you know um, environmental repercussions in 2005 because with that fake beachfront guess what that actually added on to um, the tragic flooding of the city during Hurricane Katrina because the Levy breaches are, are not too far from Seabrook all right, so all this is once again connected this is something that happened in 1930s that connected to events that happened in basically the present day now, what? Now this is now we're going to start to get to the root of why the myth of blacks not being able to swim came about, because blacks were being kept out of these places to swim once again, legal places where they could legally and safely swim. They basically still wanted to swim, so they found you know different other uh, canals around the city. And dangerous parts of the Mississippi River. And so they were ending up doing these unauthorized and unsupervised swimming um, expeditions. 
And because of that, what started happening is that the drowning rates of blacks were increasing at a high rate. Because a lot of these places, the, the, the water is very dark, you know, the currents are very swift, and you, you can't really eyeball in terms of telling how dangerous of that particular body of water is. You know, so what was happening is that blacks were, were drowning at a very, very high rate during this period of time. And so the byproduct of that was that black families started warning their children not to what? You guessed it, not to swim. That's part of the foundation right there. So that's part of that history right there. And within the generation after that, then you want you want to couple with that also, which is the other byproduct, which is in the inner city, that, you know, until like after uh, integration and stuff like that, you know, we, we just didn't have access to pool areas. You know, you had whites with private pools. You had, uh, you know, public pool areas that were, that were that we were kept out of, you know, we were kept out of these programs, which is the the YMCA programs and stuff until you know later eras, you know. But the damage was already done, all right. So this also built to the mythology that blacks don't like the outdoors, because you know, blacks were literally warning their children, "Don't go swimming." And so you had a generation, and we're talking about uh, like, uh, um, basically during the '60s and early '70s, who as a byproduct of that, didn't learn how to swim. And whites took that as blacks can't swim. And then you add to that also the politics in terms of hair politics, in terms of black women, you know, not wanting to get their hair wet, you know, and you, you, you mix that all up together. And then you, you, you can build this mythology that blacks just avoid water. When in reality, that wasn't, you know, the actual foundational case, what happened was, once again, these two twin things, they were restricted legally from swimming and to safely swim. And so what did they do? They just didn't swim. And that's how that myth started to come about. Yeah, also, like I said, I wanted to tie this again to the hood health aspect, which is that whites, by once again creating a basically a no-fly zone for blacks to swim actually destroyed the environment. Whites escaping from the black presence is always coupled with destruction of the environment. And we can look at that time and time and time again. And not just um, um, retreating from the, the black presence, just from original people in America in general. When they try to escape, they, they create an, an enclave by which they've actually destroyed the environment. So we, we, this is all coupled with the destruction of forests in terms of in the Pacific Northwest. You know, the, the strip mining that is done in terms of coal strip mining, uranium strip mining, all this kind of stuff. You know, in terms of the construction of the cities, which are not conducive really for proper um, habitation of such a large population. The sewer systems, we can go into the horrible sewer system that was in place in New York before it was, you know, upgraded. We'll actually save that for another episode. Yeah, once again, what I want to just point out is that, like I said, 
it just wasn't that blacks were restricted from swimming and 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 exiled to basically the poor part the environment was actually destroyed destroyed that had ramifications for us later down the line with flooding it's all ties together so i hope that kind of like gave you a little insight in terms of you know that whole myth of blacks not being able to swim you know, I, I enjoy actually digging into that and finding out that history for myself and seeing how it all intersected. Uh, in future episodes, we're going to dig into a lot more things and, and show that where everything intersects between, you know, hood health, the black presence, inner city enlightenment, all that kind of stuff. If you have any um, comments, hit me up on any of the platforms where you find us at. You know, once again, we're officially on iTunes, so you can get us on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud. You know, all these podcast platforms. If you want to hit me directly, hit me at soulpowernetwork at gmail.com. You know, leave, leave, leave us uh, some, some mail. Let us know what we can do better. Let us know um, things that you want to hear us talk about. You know, very soon we're going to start doing interviews and having a little co-hosts, you know, as we move forward into the future. So, with that, once again... Keep on your square, keep moving, and remember it's the power of the sun that powers everything. Peace.